Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Oh, man. This episode of Guys We Fucked is partially brought to you by CISO. It's an on-demand streaming comedy. Anytime, anywhere, curated to bring you all the good shit in one place. CISO is only $3.99 a month, and it's ad-free. So you can start your one-month trial by going to seeso.com. It's available at that website on the iOS App Store, Google Play, Roku, Xbox. uh, And it's got a lot of great content, including original series, quotable classics, comedy specials, Monty Python, Kids in the Hall, all kinds of good stuff. So go to SEESO.com and get a free trial, y'all. Woo! CISO. Ha 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 ha! Comedy. <laughs> oh my God. So it's been a great week. Uh, yeah. I got uh, catcalled like more intensely than I ever thought. <gasps> I would be before some like there was a bunch of dudes. what were you wearing? <laughs> there was a, a a very cute romper. Uh, well, you were asking me- for it. <laughs> there was um, a bunch of people hanging out on James's soup. And like I, I go to his apartment late at night a lot because I come for after comedy shows. Yeah. And there was a bunch of people. And it's, that's always annoying because you have to walk through like a bunch of dudes just like sitting on a stoop. It's like, fuck, move. What are you doing? <sighs> just move. get out of my way. It's yeah. just like, don't block. It's rude. And then it makes you feel uncomfortable as a woman, especially when you're wearing something a little shorter because like they can see from that angle just like right up it. It's never a good feeling. It's never the vibe that I get when I am it's about approaching, when I know I'm about to walk through an area where there's a bunch of dudes just sitting there hanging. It's never goes well. Yeah. Ever. And it was so aggressive. <laughs> this guy was just like, he was just like, yo, I want to hit that from behind like I want to put my dick in your butt like that graphic he said dick yeah in your like butt? that graphic yeah Jesus and he, and, and just like I like just he kept going and I was like are you fucking kidding me so and he followed me into the building and then later I I was talking to James and I don't even think that's this person lives in the building oh. he was just hanging on the stoop, followed me into the building so I'm just like walking up I give him the middle finger and he's just like, yeah. I don't like that. And I was like, are you? Oh, are oh, you? Okay. Are you kidding me? Do you know what I don't like, sir? I don't like being raped with your words. When you talk about when you pull, want to pull your dick in my butt. Yeah. And it, I just like, I mean, I don't. Oh, gross. That's the, the instance where you just, it's just like, what do you do? Because that's so, what that do you do? pissed me off so fucking badly. It's like, I can't physically fight six other people. So like what? And I think there was like a girl sitting with them and I'm just like, oh, that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. Have you ever made it like if someone acts like an asshole and you, on dates when I just um when I say to myself if someone says something to me like off color like that oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fucking lose my oh, mind for There's sure certain days where I'm on edge right yeah and those times I get so angry that sometimes I'll resort to like my mom just died of cancer or something because my <sighs> goal is to make them feel horrible mm. but I don't know how to do that Unless I lie about my mom dying of cancer or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I just, just, there's nothing. Cause if, if I say something mean back and then they laugh, oh, run for the hills. I don't know what I would do. I would get, go crazy. Yeah. I assume people like that are soulless. So I don't even try to make them feel bad. Cause I That's assume smart. that it's impossible. Um, I just kind of hope that they get hit on a bus by a bus on the yeah. way home. Like that. They just, I just, I just truly feel in my heart that the universe will take care of them. That's good. 
That's a good way to think about it because yeah, I get too do. angry. Yeah. Um, because it's like, my, 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 I mean, my real goal is that people will like kind of like learn the error of their ways and that that I have this like dream that I could like actually change someone's opinion with like a two minute conversation. But that's not. I also had that dream. That's not going to happen. It never happened. This isn't to sir with love. I, boy, do I try though. Yeah. So. I've tried every tactic. <laughs> I've even tried to pretend that I was maybe a little mentally disabled and, uh, Guess what? That didn't work either because they were like, ooh, vulnerable more. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, you sick fuck. That's alarming. Man. Come see us live. Come see us live, you guys. We're both going to be in Toronto for Just for Laughs on Thursday, September 22nd at 9 p.m. We're doing a live recording of Guys We Fucked. There's individual tickets available for that. Friday, September 23rd, uh, the 9 p.m. show is passes only. I believe that's sold out. But the midnight show, we're doing our tour show. It's called Guys We Fucked the experience and uh links for that are in the description of this podcast uh you can get individual tickets for that it's gonna be crazy y'all um and then uh i have glamour puss the next glamour puss is in new york city at zinc bar 82 west third street on friday september 30th at 7 30 p.m Co-hosted by me and Wendy Starling. And then later that night, if you also oh, want to come shit. to another show on Friday, September 30th, which is the day after my birthday, I'm just saying, uh, at 11, uh, 15 p.m., uh, it's Nacho Bitches, September edition, co-hosted by Blair Saki and myself at New York Comedy Club. Uh, use code Nacho for $10 tickets. God damn it. I should have checked with you before that one. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, New Orleans. We're both going to be in New Orleans for the Hell Yes Fest. We're doing a live recording of Guys We Fucked on Wednesday, October 12th at 8 p.m. It is all ages. Tickets start at 25 bucks. Um, you can have the link in the podcast or you can just go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tour and those dates will be there as well. All right. And thank you again to our sponsor, Me Undies. Me Undies makes the world's most comfortable underwear. And it's it's pretty much true. Not that I've tried on every pair of underwear, but it's pretty fucking comfortable. It's, my, it's the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. Uh, every pair of Me Undies is made from sustainably sourced modal, a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton and will bring out the best in your vagina or dick. Thank you for noting that. Uh, they are comfortable <laughs> underwear and they, they make your ass look fantastic. If you don't love your first pair of Me Undies, they will be free. No questions asked. Shipping is free in the US and Canada and you can save up to $8 a pair with the me undies subscription plan it's like kind of a fun gift to give someone a subscription to me undies i would like that oh, it's I would unique love that. can Better i have that something guys? stupid uh go to meundies.com slash gwf for 20 percent off your first order and then when you got your me undies on and you're feeling good you want to roll around in the hay on your Casper mattress. What? Casper's obsessively engineered mattresses. They're made in the United States of America at a shockingly fair price. They combine springy latex and supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. If you want to masturbate while your partner's sleeping and they're next to you, honestly... You really don't have much to worry about. It's pretty It's pretty cool. Uh, Time Magazine has named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, Casper mattresses are the most rewarded mattresses of the decade. Uh, free shipping to U.S. and Canada customers. You can try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, tell them. They'll pick it up and refund you. And uh, if you want to get $50 off any mattress purchase, go to casper.com. C-A-S-P-E-R dot com slash G-W-F. Use offer code G-W-F. Terms and conditions apply. Casper. Masturbate next to your partner. 
And here is an email from a fucker. Uh, the subject is I'm a hard person to love. Uh, hey, Corinne and Christina, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I started listening to it frequently after I was told by my friend to check it out. I don't really want to give out my name, but I am a male. I recently graduated college and I didn't realize how hard dating would be when you start working. I've been on Tinder and I've been on a few dates that ended in sex, but I'm definitely looking for more than just hooking up. I'm kind of a hard person to love. I'm indifferent about most things. I'm introverted and I don't like talking about my feelings. Mm. Uh, Girls I date complain that I do not open it up enough, but I think if I talked about how I felt, girls that I meet would be genuinely scared for me. (laughs) Wow. Um, I thought I was going to say of me and I was like for me and I was like, is that better or worse? I'm not sure. Maybe worse. Uh, I do not have a problem. I'm not suicidal or anything. In fact, I'm really grateful for my life. I just am one of those people that sees the worst in most everyone else. I hear you. Not to say I don't like people, but I believe most everyone I see at bars or in public on their phones are just fake, including myself. I'm very self-critical. Well, that's the number one thing that you got to get rid of. Um, I'm extremely honest with myself about the person I am and I'm not afraid to bring myself down a few levels when I realize I've done wrong. I've always seen it as a good personality trait because instead of whining about my shitty life, I really do (laughs) that you're so grateful for. uh, I really do strive (laughs) to make a difference. I work out, I work hard at my job and I want the most out of the short time I have on earth. The problem is I don't think most people think like I do. Usually I keep quiet and stay away from sharing opinions for that reason. I see people getting drunk at bars and slowly evolve from having a good time to having drunk debates about Trump or whatever. And I wish I could just yell, cut it with the bullshit, please. I think people deal with me because I am honestly a good friend and I make people laugh. And I know women deal with me because I'm known to be very good looking. Oh, (laughs) I am constantly (laughs) told that I should do print modeling. Well, there's a reason they said print, buddy. Um, (laughs) I'm five one and... (laughs) On top of that, I have been nicknamed the hammer on multiple occasions by different women. What is does that, that even good? mean? What does that mean? Is that good? That is seems, your dick a hammer? That seems like a jackhammer. You, which, you go to Hammertown? Which I think is just people saying, stop fucking me so hard. Stop, G- yeah, in and, and out, in and out, and out. Get a little rhythm. Yeah, get but, a little, little flow. But maybe the hammer is like MC Hammer in that when he was cool in the 90s, that's what he means. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like MC Hammer, like can't touch this. <laughs> oh, well, he is kind of in a way. Uh, he goes on. I really can't complain about life because I really do have a lot going for me. Girls like me for my physical appearance. And I also know girls are attracted to my genuine down to earth personality. More like downer to earth personality. <laughs> that was good. You should be a comedian. Uh, but I think they are unattracted to the fact that I am not always happy with myself. The women I've met in general are confused why the equation doesn't add up. And then he puts the equation in parentheses for us. <laughs> Handsome plus big dick plus nice equals super confident. <laughs> Thank you. There's this girl I like right now who is still in college. Honestly, I really like her. She's probably the most beautiful person I've ever seen inside and out. She makes me laugh uncontrollably. We have ridiculously amazing sex. We're both super sexual beings. I'm scared to tell her how I really feel. I say I like you and blah, 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 but I'm not sure she understands to what extent. I haven't known her for a long time, but I want to be with her. I don't want to figure out that she's really just interested in hooking up because this is 
the one of the few girls in my life I've been blown away by. Aww. Above all else, I know she really can see me. To most women, I'm a dark, mysterious person, but this girl knows exactly who I am and I love it. I know I'm going to have to tell this person how I feel and I know I'm going to have to get over it if she doesn't feel the same. So I guess my question is, how do I find people that are just genuinely interesting? I'm tired of sleeping around and waking up with someone I'm just not intellectually in tune with. I'm tired of meeting people at bars that I really don't want to hear talk. I honestly (laughs) thought Tinder was the answer for people tired of the same thing, but I haven't been amazed by the results. No, I mean, no app is going to be like the thing. Uh, It's a joke with my friends that I sleep around and I get laid and I laugh and we talk about trying to bang attractive women, but deep down I'm looking for someone that is also tired of the bullshit and just can admit everyone sucks. So let's get, uh, so let's suck at life together. Well, I mean, I think this is kind of everyone's dream buddy. Yeah. I mean, we're all looking for that. We wish. Yeah. I think most people think that most people suck whether or not they voice it or not. You know, uh, Christina, sees the good in people. I mean, pretty much the only one. But honestly. you also think people suck a lot. I mean, because some people really suck. Yeah. I mean, really suck. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, even but I see behind beyond that or I try to see beyond that. I think there's a difference. But uh, we well, you got it. Your question I was surprised by your question because I thought it was going to be like, how should I tell this girl I like her? I but know. it was, how do I surround myself with more interesting people? Dude, I'm asking myself the same goddamn questions every day and trying to make strides towards that goal every day. Yeah, well, I think this is really this email was interesting because it's like he tells us about this rad girl and then and then kind of goes like he shoots himself in the foot in the middle of the email. He's like, well, that that might not work. So I don't, I don't know. You, how do I find other people? You already fucking found the person. You just told us all about her and how much you like her. Yeah, you like her a lot. Concentrate on that. She sounds rad. Guess what? The amazing thing is there's a lot. Most people you meet are shitty and boring. I hate to tell you, but yeah. But you only need one. Just one person That's to be it. not sucky. Only one person. And yeah. And when you find that one you still will notice that a lot of other people around you suck. Yeah, so you fucking, this person is amazing. You have great sex. You're intellectually stimulated by her. You think she, you're blown away by her. What the that's, fuck are you wasting your that's time a, writing us this email? That's what you should feel. You should feel blown away by somebody <laughs> enough to ask them out. Tell this girl you like her. Yeah, if you're so attractive and the sex is so great. And your great, dick is so big. I don't see the problem. She probably likes you back, dude. Yeah. She likes you back. Yeah. I mean, she might not. And if she doesn't, that well, sucks. But then you move on. Then you're like, wow, a sucky situation in a, a sucky life filled with sucky people. But then you're so grateful for the life. So you move on. Hey, you got a great dick, apparently. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, also, in all seriousness, like I, I, we live in New York City and we do a lot of cool stuff. And Corinne and I are comedians and we get to meet the raddest people ever and the worst people. But every time I go, a friend of mine who's not a comedian has a birthday party and I got, and it's at a bar. I hate everyone at that bar. Like that doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like I I usually hate half the people at the party too. Sometimes it depends. (laughs) Uh, Rarely though, have I been in a bar where I'm not like, because I don't, I don't particularly enjoy drunken people. Like people are wasted, wasted strangers. And I don't want to take the time to like get to know somebody deep down in order to appreciate them. Cause you know, most people suck on on the surface. So uh, 
So yeah, so that's a problem that's like universal is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And I, I'm guessing like, I, I think everyone kind of thinks they're hard to love, but like you you're seem pretty not hard to love. You're I not mean, harder to love than anybody else. Like love, I know everyone's like, love is easy when you know, you know, no, love is hard. Like it lo- is hard. love in the context of a relationship is difficult. Like is, I love Twizzlers. Is that an easy love? Yes, of course. I just yeah. eat the Twizzlers. But like a love is reciprocal and it comes with responsibilities. And res- and a lot of feelings, which are always very irritating to deal with. Yeah, you got to be honest about how you feel. Yeah, it's that's not compromise, all, all that kind of, kind of bullshit. Oh, Who needs you, that? You got you to yell at them when they don't put the new toilet paper on the actual roll and they just rest it above the empty roll. And you're like, are you fucking serious? But that's part of love. Right. And then there's moments when you're like, wow, I if I had a pen, I would stab you with it right now. But then you're like, wow, I'm so disorganized. I can never find where my pens are maybe on the problem. This yeah, is the maybe I process. should stop criticizing others and really look within. And then that's that's love. Yes. Yeah. So and you have this like kind of weird mix up in your thing of like you think you're difficult to love, but then you think you're really attractive and have a huge cock. But then you're also your great things. (laughs) But then you're also mysterious and self-critical. So it's like, what is it? I think you like yourself just as much as everybody else. likes themselves. Except for me, I like myself a little more than the average person. Well, and I think, yeah, from after reading that email, I'm like, oh, you're just you just really get bummed out about bullshitters, about small talkers. Yeah. And I get bummed about that all the time. I get that. You should hang out with Steven. That's all he, yeah. He That's the hates, answer to the email. <laughs> he hates that too. Um, I, I can get past it, but most people don't like that and it's understandable, but you got to tell this girl, this girl, you're blown away by this girl. You fucking go outside of her house in the pouring rain. Don't turn, bring a radio because then you get electrocuted, but you know, throw rocks at her window do or something, something romantic cool. if you're so if you're so cool and she knows you so much do something cool do some, yeah but that's personal to her but i feel like sometimes good looking people don't put in the work Ugh, i know so put they in don't the work. really have to so you put in the work sir do something cool for her and then she's gonna be like good looks good dick and puts in the work yeah holy shit can't let this one go because also sometimes with like women like we can be and this is not like this is not trying to like say yes to rape culture <laughs> we can be <sighs> we can be coerced into things like like i right. think in in ways that sometimes like a, a romantic gesture from a woman unfortunately are are like perceived the wrong way by men i think like a cool romantic gesture by a guy because we've grown up on too many movies is like that, that can be the, what you need to push you over the edge. Well, the reason why it can push a, women, a woman over the edge is because it's so rare that that you like somebody and they're doing they're like they take the time to put thought into something sweet and surprising and fun yeah. and spontaneous. Yeah. And it's like my, my first Christmas with Steven, he gave me a suitcase full of popcorn and it was like I cried my eyes out because it was like a personal thing. Right. You know what I mean? So just like get creative and get personal and tell that chick. That she makes you go crazy in the best way. That'd be really fun. Yeah. That's that. All right, guys. Our guests today. There are some firsts on this episode. Yeah, we do a lot of interesting stuff on this episode. Uh, I think it's super informative. We talk about uh, HIV and AIDS at length. And this is also the fourth edition of something that we've done over the years called Gay Panel, where we just invite our gay friends on to chat about stuff because we know a lot of interesting people um, who aren't famous comedians or comedians in the New York uh, City scene. They're just cool people who are doing a lot of great work for society that we think you should know. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mike Froggett and Jim Koo.
voices. This is, and they right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, baby. Uh, so we are here with Mike Froggett and Jim Koo. Hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. How you guys How's doing? Cool? Good. Good. I have a little pneumonia. E. <laughs> Oh, right pneumonia. Yeah, I had a pneumonia vaccine. Well, because you got the vaccine, so, you know, that just gives pneumonia. you just a pinch right. of just pneumonia. A, just enough to ruin your weekend. You know? Jeez, sorry. It's okay. That sucks. So, happy. Corinne, how did you meet these two lovely gentlemen? Well, you know, they are part of the uh, the posse. Yeah. The, I call them the VIGs, which I'm like, I've been calling you guys the VIGs for years. And I was like, and then I'm like in this PC society that we now live in. I'm like, was everyone secretly offended by that? Because VIGs uh, stands for very important gays. Yes. <laughs> well, as long, it didn't stand for like very important gargoyles that I know. Like that'd be offensive. <laughs> well, and also just inaccurate. Yeah. But yeah, no. I was a little offended. And then yeah, I got absolutely offended. I See how easy that was? Oh, you guys were kidding. See? Okay. Yeah. Just let it roll off you, Mr. Teflon here. But that's why. I, I I like uh, our group of friends because we mess around. Like I feel I feel like my stand up comedy career really started in like the depths of posh nightclub in Hell's Kitchen. Well, they oh, were, yeah. yeah, and they are our gays. It's yeah, not, they are. It's yeah. not, and Corinne is a member. Right. Yeah. This I'm an honorary, honorary gay man. Gay, yeah. yeah. Um, we call her faggot behind her back all the time. <laughs> oh, that's not appropriate. Oh, you guys can't get, say faggot. They're going to get so fuck. many emails. <laughs> okay, I won't say faggot anymore. Um, so, yeah, just so uh, with the gay panel, we, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to bounce back and forth. Jim and Mike are very good friends, friends of mine. They are very familiar with yeah. Christina. Have, have oh, yeah. met her time I and time again. Grinded up against one of y'all's and posh at one point. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go clean up, you know. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm a little messy, but there's towels. <laughs> right, right. You know, and you can just wash them. So there aren't any towels in posh. We, you yeah, there's no towels in posh, but there's Wait, a lot of What were those things then? <laughs> so, uh, Jackets, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself, your age, where you're from. Sure. Uh, your coming out story. Yeah. Well, we'll just start with that. Oh, wow. You want the whole. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need all okay. the little stupid details. So, I'm, I'm 32. <laughs> And um, from outside of Philadelphia, a little town called Coatesville. Um, Were there a lot of coats there? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No. Oh, slap me in the face. That, that's when it's acceptable to hit Christmas. a woman. Yeah. Only Christmas. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, and it was a, it was actually an interesting background. I mean, it was a very rural neighborhood, but it was a neighborhood. And uh, my parents were pretty conservative. And... You know, I didn't really come out until later in life. Um, you know, I went to high school. I knew I was different, but didn't really accept it. I called it penis envy in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch really? porn and just be like, wow, that guy has a nice dick. And then I'd be like, oh, but no, it's okay. It's you're just penis supposed, envy. You're not supposed to notice that. Right. I'm just jealous that he has a nice dick. Right. And did I used you, to tell myself a- that I was the dick. Oh, that's a nice dick. That's that's me. That's, that's my me. dick. That's why I'm focusing on it. Right, exactly, Absolutely. because it's my penis. You know, flipping like in kids my mind. these days oh, won't understand like you that. Were, like you were inserting yourself into the woman. Exactly. Uh, or touching the penis. I mean, you kids won't <laughs> understand watch, this. But did you watch gay porn or straight porn? You so. Back in the day, it wasn't watching. Really the question. It was it was literally like magazines that I would steal right. from my brother, like Hustler. And Hustler was the best because Playboy sucked because there was no dicks in Playboy. No, no dicks. No dicks in Playboy. Penthouse so, had. So it's Hustler. Hustler. And Hustler. There it is. Exactly. Nice titties. Christina just hasn't. Uh, I got a mail that. Find that on, her, anymore. on her table. <laughs> but we're in it. That's table. why she has it. <laughs> I mean. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 
you know, I used to read the stories and of course they were imagine myself being the flaccid guy. Penis. Yeah, they were always flaccid penis, and then you imagine they're getting harder. Right. Whatever. Um, but excuse me. I'm it's, <laughs> like I go to college and I was on lacrosse team, and I wonder if any of my lacrosse buddies are going to be listening. But that would be funny. Um, but you know, Ooh. I didn't nothing i didn't do anything i was basically asexual i was having sex with some girls like i think my count's up to maybe 10 when you but that's a lot of girls you had sex with more girls than a lot of straight guys really? yeah you really did yeah well it's 11 if you count the one that i didn't really want to but that's oh, another that? story oh, oh, oh that's rapey um yeah. so <laughs> that's a later that that happened after i came out anyway um oh was so, it me <laughs> Brand, did you rape Mike? I was gonna say I was like, "That's rude." I no, was like, was, "Me getting blackout drunk and trying to fondle a gay man." She was way Sounds too busy like going after Dan C, <laughs> oh, other friend who doesn't <laughs> exist on the internet. He's like the he least. He doesn't. He has. He's a black hole of, of person. Yeah, when it comes oh, to well, social media. But yeah, we don't want to ruin his sully his name. Yeah, um, but when you were on the lacrosse team, were you like, "Yo, lacrosse players are hot"? Um, I mean. I get a little say, tingle. No, like, I've I've never had a problem um, separating friends and potential sex partners. Okay. Like in my head, if they're a friend, it's done. It's yeah. Like even friend, as a kid, friend zoned. You know, like completely. Yeah. Um. I I never really. I mean, except with some girls, which is was not good but that was like experimental you know like 17 18, that's what you're supposed to do old. quote unquote yeah experimental stuff but did you wait so when did you actually know you as a person that you were gay excuse me oh god i don't even it's so unclear to me because it was just like i think i remember very specifically the first time that i like wrote it down and that to me is when i call it that's when i say i knew i was gay yeah. because it's like you write it down you see it on a piece of paper. It's real. It's like, I'm gay. Now well, also, especially if you're convincing yourself that it's penis envy in the beginning, <laughs> denial is very powerful. It's, and that makes a lot of sense that yeah. you, you were just like, nope, this is what this desire is. Yeah. And you label it as that. And you kind of, uh, to a point, believe it. And until you get to a place where you're like, no, something's not right. Well, yeah. if it was like me, you know, you were like, the whole thought of being gay was terrifying because everyone was going to hate you. You're going to lose your family. All your friends are going to hate you. You know, you didn't want to come out. You would have no friend. What are you going to do? You have no friends. Did you see that happen uh, before you came out? No. Did you see other friends get ostracized? No. Well, Where was, did you get the idea there that? There was no one who was Well, and also I want to point out, yet. Jim's considerably older. Jim is 50. It wasn't. Four. 54. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know you're in your 50s. So you're coming, you're coming yeah. from it. That's I'm a coming whole, from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. that's just, just a whole different time. Even, yeah, in, in the 70s, you didn't even admit that you jacked off. Oh, the country was against. That yeah. was more like the national <clears throat> attitude towards homosexuality. If you masturbated, you were a faggot. If you just masturbated yeah. to what so if no you masturbated to pussies? Everyone masturbated. We we're all sitting at home jacking off, but no one, you, know, like, you would never tell, talk to a friend about masturbation because they'd be like i don't do that that's gross fuck off you know really oh, it's yeah. interesting because i think a lot of like the 60s and 70s we now look back and like oh that was like a free time everyone seemed free like it's just like us Street envisioning people, people like you know going to discos and like doing coke and like having sex with everybody 
But we probably yet, were, but I was just in high school. So. But, but masturbation wasn't cool. <laughs> masturbation was not cool. That's, that's so also, weird. I mean, but that's also in cities. Like Jim and I grew up in pretty rural areas. Yeah. And Where are you from, Jim? I, well, I'm from the Detroit metro area. Okay. So we we I grew up in a very small, um, very racist racist little town at the time. Racist? How so? Like they had one black family that ever lived there, and they were driven out. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. God, yeah. It was a very free use of the N-word. Oh, my God. Oof, yeah, so yeah, weird. I couldn't go back there now. <laughs> and then I moved to, like, the suburbs where, like, you know, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, it was that giant fortress high school. Yep. That was our high school. Mm. And that so like you were- prison. Prison, yeah. Did no little... one, was anybody out in your high school? Not, no. Yeah. No. No, never that I knew of. I mean, you know, and we, even though it was like probably 2,000 kids in the school, you would know. Yeah. Everyone would talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And Me no either. one suspected either of you? You know, who knows now? You know, people like after I came up, you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Mm, <laughs> I like, don't what? think so. When did you know that? Yeah, because, well, I mean, uh, it's Probably interesting you, because though. neither of you are like, by just like meeting you or speaking to you, are like alarms blaring. I oh my God, this is a gay guy. I couldn't pinpoint your sexuality upon meeting you. Hmm. Meaning, yeah, like it's not, that's why I'm like, yeah. oh, it would make sense if a lot of your friends were like, oh, word. How does it, does it, does it piss you off though? Like it, when you did have that moment where you came out and everyone was like, or some people were like, oh, yeah, I knew. How yeah. does that make you feel? No. It doesn't make me like honestly. I does I think it bother lo- you? Does it not bother I you? I think a lot of people put way too much emphasis on what other people think. So I to, true. It's like uh, that was a little dig at me. Did you hear that? that was <laughs> it was Joe. Bastard. He's laughing. Anyway, um, no. So it, to me, it wasn't like it didn't make me feel good when I came out to people and they were like. Oh, I had no idea. What are you talking about? One person, like his wife even told me, he was like, wow, I thought my husband would be gay before you were. It's like, wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> well, that's why are you married? Like, why anyway, do you care? Like, why do you care? A, but if he's married, like, anyway. Um, but no, I mean, I feel like there's way too much kind of pressure to be this like hyper masculine and that, that toxic masculinity nowadays yeah. that people are talking about. And, and I feel like, you know, being gay is actually in many ways stronger than being straight because it's it's harder like you have to go through right. what jim's going through and, and growing up like i went through the same thing you know like in high school i knew at least three or four other gay guys that were in the school and we probably all knew about each other but we were all so terrified that we never talked about how did you know was it a look you guys gave each other or is it an i mean instinct? it's a look you just see that's the groups of friends like they tend to gravitate towards more girls than guys like yeah. i played i always played sports in high school but it wasn't like you know i never felt 100% comfortable <laughs> i was also a giant nerd i would go home and play video games so like and that was like <laughs> asteroids then that wasn't like the stuff well for out. you not me Jim. we had pong dude we had pong I, I had Diablo. Was pretty good. I had Diablo and Starcraft. But anyway, no, I mean, so that wasn't like, I don't know, being part of a team and being part of like sports and stuff. It didn't impact me when, when people would think it if I was gay or not. And I don't know. It's just a, it never like, I don't know. And I guess also being from like a conservative family and I finally did come out to them at the age of 27 after living in New York City as a gay man. And it tends to make you not for, care anymore. For a couple of years. I did it. I, I mean, I, I didn't tell my parents right away. I came to New York and I decided a year into it, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why? I am in the gay capital 
of the United States, right? <laughs> like, oh, we're going to put aside San Francisco right now. But, like, <laughs> New York City, right it's, like, the best place to be place to gay, be gay. Yeah. in the U.S. Even in the world. It's probably one of the top five cities in the world to be gay in. Because no one cares. No one cares. Nobody. Everybody's all wrapped up in their own shit. And once you figure that out, it's like, well, whatever. Oh, well, yeah, I can do I'm just going to be myself. Now, have you guys, though, faced any type of discrimination in New York City? Because I saw it once. I was actually, Duff was with me at a bar and some dude yelled faggot at two, a couple who was at the hey, bar, hey, same hey. bar that we were at. I'm sorry, I was just repeating what he was saying. So I didn't think he was that bad. Um, and he came in and he was really upset. And I asked him what happened. And one of the guys that was in the bar that we were at, which it wasn't a gay bar, but it was in Hell's Kitchen. Um, so it might he, as well be. I know. Right? So he told me the story and I was like, wow. I've ne- I, that was the only time that I had heard of an instance like I've that. I've never but I, had it yeah, in I New York City, but yeah. I've been outside New York City. And I've, you know, I've definitely had it in New York City. Like really? what happened? And it was, it was my neighbors. I was oh, walking Christ. out of my apartment in Park Slope and I lived in a brownstone at the time. And they Fancy. Lived, and, a brownstone in Park Slope? Yes. And there was... No queers was, here. Yeah, that's isn't ridiculous. It never. I wouldn't um, write the word fancy with like large letters or underlines. <laughs> or I think you guys had been there, but it was never... It wasn't really it was fancy. Cute. It was cute. It was a great location. But I was walking out and I just... The next door, there were like, you know, they didn't do anything. They were just kind of 20... 22 years old, maybe living oh, with God. their mom, basically. And they just was sit out couple? on the stoop. No, it's like Siblings? a couple guys. Okay. Three guys. And, you know, they're just hanging out and they do nothing. They're kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to call them deadbeats because I don't know who they maybe are. Maybe they work they from home, Mike. Data entry. Maybe they home. had an maybe, Etsy store. Maybe. Um, they might have had an Etsy store where they, they might knitted have had quilts. an Etsy store or they just bred pit bulls. Anyway, um, which maybe they did they sold do. Pot. But they. <laughs> And they just, like, as I was walking away, I heard them kind of sniggering and just say, like, faggot, don't come back. And I looked, I turned around Whoa. and I looked at them. I was like, I fucking live here, dudes. Like, I am your neighbor. I know your mother. And I will fucking tell, like, I didn't say all of that. But I was like, I fucking live here. And then yeah. I looked at them and I just walked away. Because I was like. So, so you didn't actually say anything to them? No, I said that I. You said he fucking lives there. I you said did I say fucking live here. I was like, for real, I live here. And then I walked away. And then I was like, that's. And I was really, really rattled about yeah. it. Yeah. And I was oh, yeah. going to see, you know, at the time, my boyfriend, and, and he kind of, like, poo-pooed it. And I was like, no, this really fucking sucked. Like, you have to, like, acknowledge this for me, because I'm, like, really riled up. My heart was pounding, and I was like, yeah. I was, like, ready to punch somebody in the face. Had, <laughs> and had, had you uh, seen those particular neighbors since then? Like, oh, was yeah. there any awkward encounters? They were, were they nice? There. Were they kind to you after that? Or did they just not say anything? Uh, I mean, they never said anything after that because I think because I confronted them. Yeah. And kind of was like, yeah, you they, just, in the bud. they just expected me to just walk away like any other prissy bitch. You know, like a like, And I was like, no, they, yeah. no, I'm sorry. Not yeah. in my own home. Like Fuck not that. yet. Not at Absolutely my own fucking not. home. Like I'm not going to feel like a victim. Right. You don't own, own this home. place just because you live here. Wait. Right. And their mom, did they live with their mom? Was there yeah. a mom? Oh, it was like, it was like. They lived with their mom. The mom lived with the grandmother. Like it okay, was, it, it was, was a like family a, it house. was a whole family house. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's how the that's how most of the houses in the neighborhood at the time were. Okay, um, but I think also just like some people who aren't when so your your automatic inclination when you're not familiar with th- these people probably don't really know gay people or they do know gay people but they don't terrible. know that those people are gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so I they're think, just mean to them all. The time. Yeah, I think the like. A lot of times, like, the media definitely, like, shows gay people as, like, 
meeker or more feminine and so they never assertive or exactly or like quote unquote a manly man like aka someone who's gonna beat the fucking shit out of you if you talk smack because so much that's what a man is well because so much of being a man is kind of this like I'm going to bark at you. And if you bark louder, then I'm going to back off that kind of thing, like testing each other's masculinity. Yeah. It's so very yeah. weird. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's very it confusing, right, but right. not to say girls don't do the same goddamn oh, yeah. thing right. with or their sexuality. In a different way. Yeah. I think they do do it. Yeah, they do. Um, so that was there more instances, Mike, that you had experienced. Mm. I mean, being on teams growing up, but not being out, you hear faggot and, queer and right like, everyone's a like faggot. the insult that's gay that's the, that's like the number one insult still right. to this day just, he's he's a faggot. Faggot. it's you, like you're so gay he's like it's just, but yeah. using it yeah. against As people like who a, are not homosexual who are right. not homosexuals it's, or they are they don't know but it's like term, yeah it's like just jerk. it's just the general insult it's like the go-to that's what uh that was part of our vernacular in middle school that's yeah. so gay right. and right. i didn't even but at the time i didn't even because i didn't know anybody that was gay yet uh, or I did, if I did, I didn't realize it. Like I didn't, I didn't even equate it yeah. as I'm being, this is like a more of a homophobic way that I'm saying it, mm-hmm. but I know it's that smart ass. But it, always w- be like, it was okay. Yeah, I'm gay. I'm happy. It was what considered okay <laughs> to was, say mean things about gay people. It will. Well, that's ultimately what we were doing, but I wasn't right. making the connection in my head right. by saying like, oh, that's so gay, Stacy. I wasn't like fucking fag in my head but that is what that means like that is what and i had to when i got to high school and then eventually college i really had to like slap myself in the face like mentally for like i had to get myself out of that habit of saying that but i mean that's a huge piece of shit i mean but that's part of that's part of growing up totally figuring out where you what's right and what's wrong what's right and what's wrong and because you're so becoming aware environment yeah when i got to college though there was gay guys i was in a i was in a show choir surprise nice yeah mccomber's jazz show ensemble and we had gay guys and they were able to be gay yeah what about your parents accepting or not well, you have an interesting story about coming out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, oh me I think too. I, I think I'm going to told you. I don't know. I mean, so I told my parents the weekend that one of my best friends got married and I was home just for that week. I was like, yeah. okay, this will be perfect. And In like and that, out. And my I'm best, home for straight love. And, and, I'm then, my, my and then my other best friend was there and she was actually in the house. Like she stayed over. She got sick. So it was like we were cleaning up. After she got sick in the house, and I'm sitting so there, and I'm kind of, vomit. and I'm and I'm really hungover, like ridiculously hungover, and I'm sitting there on the couch, and I'm like, mom, mom, I'm like literally shaking. Oh, you told her you're gay while you were hungover. Oh, it was worse. Oh, it sucks. But I was like determined to do it before yeah. I came back to New York. I thought being hungover at work sucked. Yeah, Ugh. and so I'm like, mom, mom, I'm I'm gay, and she just looked at me and she was like, oh. Okay, and then for some reason, I still don't know, and she hasn't explained it to me. And I hope to God she never listens to this because it's kind of embarrassing. I'm sure she listens she, to guys we fucked all the time. <laughs> all the time. She told me like her first kind of way to actualize it in her head, and and I'm a very strong believer of allowing people to have their own reactions. Yeah. Um, and especially coming out because they all have their own expectations and thoughts about and they can come around and they can come around her first thing that she said was well you know Uh oh so and so in the family was a pedophile and i was like oh 
that's the same thing. Yeah, right? I was like, mm, what? All right. <laughs> I was like, no, mom. Oh no, that's Very not related. Things like I'm, saying, I'm attracted to Is this necessarily to private information, or can I just share it with the family? Yeah, I was like, well, okay, mom. Well, she. Oh, that's what your mom's reaction. That's was what saying. my mom said. Yeah. Uh, Is this necessarily private information? Yeah. Or? My dad was much more. I would say measured. Now, what what was your response <laughs> after great. your mom compared homosexuality to pedophilia? I, you know, I was like, Mom, I, I'm not attracted to boys in any way, shape, or form. Like, no. no was no, she no. actually making this saying? I don't. Was no. she saying there was a parallel? I, to, she was trying to, to me, be comforting. Because no. to me, it seems like she was digesting it she as in it. this was not. You are you like your pedophile relative was following no, something that is more anymore, of a sexual. I don't think so. Well, I mean, we're under the belief that you're always a pedophile. You're just not always acting on it. I mean, because right. we kind of talked about it before. Like, right. it's a mental That's disorder. True. So yes. it's like you or like, like, so it's like an alcoholic. Like, you can stop drinking, but you still, if you had a drink, would still, like, go off course. It's true. That's how I think about it. That, that, that is not backed up medically at yeah. all. This is just my own personal thoughts on it. But, I mean, I think she was just kind of saying, like, okay, well, I've digested a family member being, like, like it's like a sexual taboo almost. I mean, yeah. I think homosexuality right now is like certainly more so in my opinion, so accepted that right. it's not a taboo, but to some people, I think it still is. To some people it, it, it is. I forget sure. about it until I read stories yeah. about Absolutely. someone in We're Kansas in York or City bubble. I always think that's, and but. that's why, that's why I prefaced it. Mm-hmm. With like you, I'm a strong believer in allowing yeah. everyone to have their own reaction, and that's you know, good. She, to, yeah, it just doesn't make you feel because, good. <laughs> because I mean, the first person I told it was horrible. Why? But anyway, uh, <laughs> who did you tell first? I told a, a friend from grad school, and a male? No, a girl. Really? And did the girl like you? Yeah. Uh, was oh. it your girlfriend? Oh. No. Oh, okay. No, we were just friends, but yeah, she ended up bawling uncontrollably for like. She and did. we were really drunk Wait. and then I flipped out on her and I feel bad because I flipped out on her and I was like who do you think you are this shouldn't be about you blah, well blah, you're blah. not she exactly she made it hilarious. about you yeah but you're not wrong did, Mike. it's like I know but that's part of how I came to this conclusion that yes I have my expectations of what they expect of what they what I want how I want them to react right your ideal but situation they also you know have expectations of the relationship with me whether it's a friend whether it's a family member you know like and so very noble and so mm. I, I you know seek <laughs> that's first very wise understand. of you, Mike. <laughs> I try I, I mean it doesn't it doesn't always work uh my head usually gets out ahead of my um brain but um you your know your mouth so like, or your head my mouth yeah. okay Sorry. I was gonna say the that. other head. No, so, uh, like, wah, wah. Wah, no. Um, I cried the first couple times I told people. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got what, very upset. You were you were upset, and why Just, were you upset? Well, because what was gonna? I didn't know what was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It was so like, like a the very, fear. Yeah, yeah. So, was, and then they were just like, "Oh, okay. Why are you so upset?" And then after, <laughs> after that, I have Yeah, I said, "Jim, stop crying. You have a beer." Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, my friends know me really well. But you know, after that, after that happened a couple times, I was like, oh, Jim, so then have I a beer. Would, have a toke. Uh, oh, I have it here somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, then I was just like, oh, by the way, just so you know, I'm gay. Yeah. You know, after that, after that first few and couple then, times, a few times, a couple times. And when I met Jim, it was like the third sentence out of your mouth. It was like, oh, well, I'm yeah. Jim Koo. I'm data entry. I'm gay. And then okay. it was like, because we we worked together at uh, my 
first job out of grad school. Did you know, did you tell, did you, was that one of the first items of information you gave to Mike because you knew he was gay as well? Or just because you like to get that out there? I would give it to most people when I met them. Yeah. yeah, I would just mention it and just to get it out there. And because then, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Then it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah, It's that. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's just better to just in first, your first conversation, you would just kind of insert I'm gay somewhere but now, what do you guys' thoughts? I always gay. think it's unfair that gay you people have to come out. Have to come out and ha- straight oh, people yeah. Never- oh, every day. Yeah. And it, but every and day I'm coming out. And it out. seems like Not our hustling. group of friends is like very uh, into coming out. And and I know we've had well, some friends now. who, yeah, well, I mean, I know we've had some friends who it's, it's taken them years, like into their 40s to come out of the closet. And we've like, seems as a group, we've always like been encouraging them yeah, along he, the way. And he loves pussy too. So. <laughs> yeah. That particular guy, <laughs> I just dream that he does. Um, so, what are your what are your thoughts on that and the whole coming out process and society's expectations that gay people should come out? I mean, I I equate it to like I remember watching Harvey Milk, that uh, yeah, milk, the movie Milk, and you know it was really the first exposure I'd had to him. And he, there's a scene in that movie where he talks about coming out as powerful empowering mm-hmm. and every person that comes out will change the mind of a family member or a close friend that could be or homophobic. they just won't use the word faggot when you're visiting town <laughs> hey and that's the least you can ask you know baby steps you can use the word when i'm not there but you know i mean that's yeah. all i'm saying sometimes yeah they're gonna you're gonna change your mind and then sometimes they're just gonna and be that's, polite that's you'll true, eliminate their homophobia when you're in the room with them <laughs> But even that, I mean, there's there's a little bit of power in that too, taking that back. And, and I mean, you're right. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. And you know, I've had to do it at work. Like bosses will be like, "Oh, are you going over Christmas? Are you taking a girlfriend?" No, it's I'm not gay, your boss's uh, business anyway. It's not their business. But I'm not going to sit there friendly, and yeah. like, yeah, just you know, being, I'm not yeah, going to like just poo poo it. It's like, no, this is part of who I am. Yeah, you hired me as a complete person, and for me to be. 100% at work. I need to be out at work and you yeah. need to accept it because I'm not, I'm not going to sit there. I can't produce my best work if I'm sitting there worrying about what so and so thinks if they think I'm gay or yeah. whatever. Like I need it to be out front. I need it to be in the open and not talked about, but it has to be like, oh, okay. Like it can't be in their head. Right, because if if it's a speculation, it's It's like people don't drop it until they figure it out. And And they'll dig. And And for whatever reason, everyone is so fucking obsessed with knowing people's orientation. Right. Right. Yeah, they're they're sex. Well, I felt bad. There was that uh, some uh, athlete that came out recently, and and I was just reading the you know not uh, the newspaper. I was going to say newspaper, like there's paper (laughs) anywhere. Um, There are. I just there's a hustler right over there. Right. Exactly. And I didn't even. Where do you even get that? You have to. Well, it was they mailed it to me because we're in it. A paper. (laughs) They mailed us a box of them if you want one. I might. You know, I have a a bird. The little Russian ladies Um, in my building would love it. But I felt bad for her because she is like she's famous and she she came out and now she's the same person but somehow she's different to everybody. Yeah. And she has to be like, why does she have to come out? Well, is the point? Absolutely. It's so mean. Yeah, I think so. There was an interview with Aubrey Plaza where she. The headline of the article that I read was Aubrey Plaza comes out as bisexual. But what actually happened was in an interview, she just happened to mention that she likes both men and women. That she wasn't yeah. coming out and the media portrayed right. it as this thing. And Huge. she was making a statement. 
written. Like she had written no. in her calendar, like August twenty third. Oh, tell everyone I like dicks and pussies. And it's like stop sensationalizing that. Like the media and 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 television and film Man, and it's pussy. just society in general. It's just like that's how an example of how they handle other people's sexuality yeah. is such bullshit. And I mean, the yeah. unsaid part of that is because it sells because people fill in the blanks. They start immediately thinking about sex because sex fucking sells. Yeah. Like, and it's, yeah, yeah, it does. I wish it didn't, but I'm also glad it does. Cause now this podcast is doing pretty well. So <laughs> no, I mean, and, and, but selfishly this is, I'm happy. But this is one it. of those instances and I'm really proud of you, Craig, like knowing you for so long and, and seeing you kind of grow as this person and, and, and paid for so many drinks. I, I probably got off light as opposed to some of our friends, but I definitely got at least a couple rounds of shots, a couple of vodka sodas with cranberry from Rocket. Um, but oh, vodka cran. Um, no, like it was, uh, you know, I, I seeing you kind of grow mature. I, what was that first one where you're, you're, it, was like the start of Sorry About Last Light Night. You're mm-hmm. like one woman show back at the Oh, pit. I stalk you? Yeah, I stalk you. I felt like that was kind of the, the, the nugget of... The nugget of Ooh, me nugget. just t- talking about weird stuff publicly. Mm-hmm. And then it progressed. Well, speaking of comedy, I think it's interesting because you guys kind of mentioned a couple of times already in the course of the interview, like the use of the word faggot. And this is something we've talked about with David Crabb, who actually directed that show. Because um, I know we as comedians uh, definitely are like very pro, like using every word and certainly not in a hateful way. Like I never have called a gay person a faggot, but I ha- definitely am going to come out and be like, yes, I have used faggot as a word in comedy. Louis C.K. has a great bit about the word faggot. I don't know if you've heard it um, and just using it. So like, what are your feelings? Because I, I know sometimes like I've talked to Tommy about this as well, like like using the word faggot, not talking about gay people. Are you totally against it or? It depends on how it's used. Yeah. And it depends on the for me, it depends on the tone of voice. That the person you you know it like is, if you're using it during a comedy thing that's fine yeah it, there is probably end, I'll probably end up laughing right but if someone's like that guy's a faggot there oh, I think yeah. you know I think faggot. one time that's I don't right. know yeah one time I was at your Nacho Bitches show uh-huh. and I think yes um she has a bit that uses the word faggot and she said it with this like sneer once and I kind of that for some reason got to me and I don't know why but it's like just I guess because I've, I have heard it negatively in New York and I know that, well, my, there, that there my is family still one like, time we used to have a luau in Ohio and um, huh. yeah and it was luau in Ohio luau in Ohio because okay. yeah Jim's my, Hawaiian I'm, I'm part of Hawaiian <gasps> cool uh, <laughs> so have, I mean we'd like bury the pig and do the whole thing and it, the pig was great but um, then it would just be this huge party you know and they would have a DJ and we would just get you know just sloppy drunk and everyone have a headache the next day and I'm sitting there kind of like you know wasted and all of a sudden the dj is like something about yeah let's get rid of those faggots oh yeah he was like because he didn't know that i was gay and i was like i mean from like drunkenness i was like what 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 it's like slapping you right in the face and you're it's such a buzzkill yeah. and then i mean my cousins of course jumped up and ran at him and said, you cannot talk like that here you know i mean oh that's good and he was very awkward the for the next every him. time well i I couldn't have hit anything at that yeah, point. You were seeing even if, yeah. I'll hit one of the four of you. Yeah. This is you in the middle. I'm gonna fucking beat the is that a beer? Yeah. 
Right. Well, that's really interesting good. because I, I mean, I think, yeah, I, and I listen to this podcast and I'm no, sure she'll be very like concerned about what part of the, her act that is. I think I remember I mean, that bit. She's super, she's super LGBT. Oh yeah. No, no, no. And I, and I, I, and I know you know that. that. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like, it just, and it wasn't as if I was taking her as attacking me or LGBT people in general or gays. It's just like, I, I heard it and in my head it was like, mm. You know, like I had yeah, a twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the PTSD, I think, a little bit. A like, little, uh, I mean. And it's weird because, like, when I've talked about before, when I, I remember, I don't even know what comedian it was, but they were joking about uh, something about a mom with depression, but they were, like, kind of calling her weak and stuff. And that my personal experience is, like, my mom is a precious gem and she is wonderful and no one can say anything bad about her. Right. She has depression. Growing up, it affected me. And I remember hearing a bit about it and get it going, oh, Fuck that dude. Yeah. Fuck that in my head. And, it wasn't, and then I was like, I obviously we were at a comedy club and I knew bit. it's okay if I get offended because I know he wasn't talking about me personally. He doesn't know my situation. It still pissed me off. Yeah. And then I just kind of left it at that. Like, yeah. because well, it was at a comedy club. Like I hold nothing against like, yeah, it was a comedy show. I hold like would didn't but even it's take important it out of the to talk room. about. Like, I think that's it interesting. Was. Yeah, like and a I, little yeah, flicker of. I think it's to know like how words make people feel because I think like as young people, we're so often taught, you know, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt that's you. That's bullshit. And then you grow words up and you realize hurt. the words, oh, yeah. the words hurt more than the sticks and the stones. Like the humans are super resilient creatures, but. But emotionally, we're very tender. Dude, I'd rather you be drumming on my femur bone than calling me Uh, names that I've been called. Rocks hurt, man. Rocks, Rocks, yeah. Maybe I, maybe I wouldn't do that. We used to have stick wars. It's um. I think we should take a momentary um. Oh, okay. Blaps in topic. And I was going to say just you know to close up that point. I think a lot of times too. Like I know me as a as a comedian. A lot of times I'm working out things on stage and I don't mean I'm just working out bits on stage. I mean, I'm working out like my own emotional issues and sometimes things come out of my mouth and I, and I'm, and I just go, fuck, that's not the way that I wanted to word that, or that's not the way that I wanted people to like feel to, to, to feed people this thought that I had, but that's just the way that that's it when I out. laugh and go, Oh no. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, ah, fuck, that's not what I meant. And I know and, people are interpreting it, but it's like, that's your one shot. And you kind of like on stage, you have to like keep control of the ship a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting. I Cause I, I, I want to be like sensitive. Like I, I never want to be like using words that make, especially my friends feel bad, but also I think just as a comedian, it's really important yeah. to not tiptoe around things. Like it's, it's a weird, yeah, yeah it's weird. It's a weird area, but also like it's, it's important. Like we, I mean, mm-hmm. I say anyway, like everyone's so PC, everyone's so sensitive, but I, it's also important for me to, as a person. I want to know how words make people feel because you're not making it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's important to know. Cause that, that just makes you be more mindful and aware. Yeah. yeah and it's a comedy show is you it's want just... people to feel you want people to come into a comedy show and then leave feeling better than not yeah, worse. Yeah, not worse. <laughs> they yeah. walked but, in. And and that doesn't always like, happen. That doesn't no, always no. happen. No, that's true. That's Boy, true. does that not always happen. I'm sure you guys have experienced many times when you're like, wow, I just wasted yeah, two hours girl, of my life. There was a girl who was a comedian. I forgot her name, but she was, used to do comedy sets and... She, Tim, come and see him. Like, uh, I went a few times and I was just like, as long as it's not improv, you get three people who are, go- oh yeah, that could be awkward. Just you get three people who are really good. And then there's a few people that you're just like, just like crickets. Yeah. That's all, you yeah. Know, you just, and you feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know, I've done comedy that makes me feel worse. So I, I totally understand. Right. And I think back, like 
you know, I think if it had been delivered in more of like less of a sneery way, a little bit more of a jovial way, like I think, I think tone it would have been mean, it means it a lot. Changes so much. Yeah. Okay. So um, notes all the comedians listening. So we're gonna say do something joyfully. Joyfully. <laughs> With unicorns. <laughs> we're gonna do something that we've never done before on the podcast. I don't know if it's been done. And that is ever in history. Ever, ever. ever. We, public, it's so Corinne, public. Mike, and myself are about to take an HIV test. It's rapid, a rapid HIV test. test. Jim's not taking one because he's he's just I'm came gay, from the doctor. The one dead. that's coughing and isn't he, gonna take and he one. Doesn't but have HIV. I'm already in pneumonia. E. It's from the vaccine, guys. <laughs> so okay. Well, I think it's interesting to uh, to point out that. Christina was right. Thought she had to prick her finger to yeah. take the test, and I think that's interesting uh, to know. Right. And I go, well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a mouth swab, but that's just because yeah. I have a ton of gay friends. So I've this has been discussed over brunch many times. You now, can where stab are... your finger though, if you like, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> let's let's take them and then we'll talk more about them because I want to have the I want to make sure we have enough time to uh, reveal if one of us has HIV because oh, I have had sexual partners dun, 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 dun. since the last time I've been tested. Yeah, uh, you know. but I mean, it's part of being a responsible, sexually active adult. Well, yeah, you narrowly. Wait, uh, so I have to read the directions on how to do this. Yeah. So we're taking the swab out, and then what are we doing? Oh yeah. Do you, so do you know, Mike? Do you know? Can you walk us? Can through you walk this? us through this? Um, I've only done it once, uh, and just so anybody on listening knows, I think there's like a website, freehivtest.com, where you can get a free version of this, and it comes in like a really great box. It's like perfect presentation i don't know and it, it i was like like through. a commemorative box yeah, I was gonna say commemorate that, that time you found out you had hiv i mean there was they had ads on grinder which is a gay hookup app um they had ads on grinder for it and i mean our friend grant kind of pushed us to to get it and i got it and you know i mean i just the first time i did one of these i was sitting alone in my living room um and I don't know. It's 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 part of it. It's part of being sexually active and responsible. responsible yeah. Okay, so there's three parts. There is a little baggie of powder. Oh, that's just like the one. Wait, that's is this anything? Is this like jelly. what that comes keeps... with new shoes? <laughs> oh, never mind. There's that's two just parts. Keeping it fresh. Yeah. Okay. Just to, so Keep that smell. HIV test fresh. So, let's see. It's basically, just, you take the device. Uh-huh. And swab it around your <laughs> upper gums. Okay. So this the, tip the whole way. Okay, for a certain amount of time or just once? Just once. Just and a then, good. And then the bottom. A good sweep. So we're going to do the top and the bottom because uh, HIV can be de- detected through saliva. But, good to know. Did not know but that. Don't, but, oh, uh, but, but, but there was a misconception for a lot of times that you could get HIV from French kissing someone. You can't. It's only if they have an open wound in their mouth. Right. And so, even then. Uh, stop even making even out with people that got cuts. Like, your own saliva protects you. Like yeah. Your own pro- saliva acts as like a barrier. And then after we do that... After we put it uh, at once, and then what do we do? You insert the device into the test tube. Okay. So we have to take the top off this test tube, yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, there's like not... You break it off. It's a Is twist. just a one-time twist. user thing? Yeah. yeah it's it's there's not a lot of liquid in this test tube. Is Jim, that okay? do you want to read it for yeah. us? There's not in any of it, because oh, okay. it's, like it's like a little bit. Okay. Kind of cute, I think. Yeah, it's... So... This is a bunch of people, uh, adults, <laughs> taking it. Having no clue. I mean, this is also a little. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of anxiety with this, and I think, dude, I am anxious be, as fuck. Yeah, I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, if I have HIV, I'm just gonna be like, wow, James, thanks for giving me HIV. <laughs> right. And if I have HIV, I got tested right before. Who gave me HIV? <laughs> There's only a couple people. I feel like you would know by now. I, but every time I've been to the hospital, like the ERs, they always How would ask you know, me. Though? 
Well, she, well, she would. I mean, wouldn't I've some had three ways. symptoms? Well, wouldn't uh, I, okay, HIV so you, and AIDS are different things, though. You, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying, Very but different. wouldn't she? Like, she's been with the same person for five years, so the HIV oh. probably would have come from someone five and a half years ago. Yeah. So that. So wait, so we've been tested. It can we take up to ten it? years to show up, though, right? Really? Yeah. Okay. One way around the one top, way on the top of your mouth, and then put it inside this. HIV antibodies from oral fluid are collected through the swab tube. Once the device is inserted into the test tube, the oral fluid mixes with the liquid and travels up the test stick. So we are at the swabbing right, so part. I swabbed. And we are all inserting. <laughs> but it's not the sexy it's guy. Not, yeah, it's the HIV test guy. That's why there's no groans. There's no groans. Oh. 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 This doesn't follow around. Yeah, I'm going to hold it. If How's the C the, line uh, turns dark, it confirms the test is working properly. Okay. If no sea line appears, the test is not working. If only sea line appears, the test is negative. Okay. But if uh, how do I know if I if the test is positive? The T line will show up. The okay. T, the, yeah. But so, it takes a while. It's like a, you can't watch a boy. Yeah. So we're pot. not gonna watch. So we're just gonna let these okay. HIV tests sit then, here. Uh, we're gonna let them simmer while uh, we try to pretend. Uh, we're gonna have a laid back conversation about away. life. So we're we, we, uh, Mike suggested that we take this because uh, Jim and Mike are both. Uh, you guys do a lot of volunteer work and you do uh, a great bike ride every year yeah. for breaking AIDS, which this is a to benefit housing works. To benefit housing works. Love right. housing works. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Why you decided to do it? What you do? All that kind of jazz. Um, the only I, you know, it's not even it's not even noble. The reason I, you know, like a friend of mine, we were sitting at work and he came up and threw the flyer on the desk and said, "You should try this. You like riding your bike." <laughs> and that was and, and that was up. it. And oh, I how signed simple up. life is exactly yeah. right. And he and I said, "Well, you know, because there's you have to raise money, blah blah blah." And I said, "Well, I can't afford it." He goes, uh, "Ask Butch and Patricia is my boss. You know, if they'll sponsor you." And so I, I get this little meeting when I have to have a meeting with you. You know, so then they're like, "Oh, you know, everyone's a little nervous." Jim wants to have a meeting, and I said, "Well, I, I want to do this. Uh, it was called Breaking the Cycle. Then I want to do this ride from Boston to New York. It, you know, it helps the LGBT center." And my she looks at she pictures, "Yes." And that was the end of the meeting. That was the end. Yeah. And then, and then but well, once you simple. do it, it's so life changing. Yeah. And How I helped, so? Oh. In that first year, I helped Jim kind of train and fundraise a little bit. We yeah, because it's no joke. How long is the actual ride? Three it's days. Three days. Wow. 285 miles. Woo! Yeah. It usually kind of goes a little bit because they have detours and stuff. So, so it ends up being more like 300. Yeah. Ah. Just 300. Yeah. And you have to raise a lot of money before you go on the there, bike ride? There's a minimum. Um, yeah. But we all have different goals this year. Okay. Um, I'm very short of my goal. So if anybody wants to donate. Yeah, well, that's why we want to have, we're gonna give information at the end for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And um, we want you guys to donate if you're listening and you have the means. We'll tell you how and where to do that at the end of the episode. Yeah. The the yeah. ride is supposed to be what it's like to have AIDS, uh, HIV AIDS and and um, analogous, I guess the word would be, and how tough it can be. And, and it's a very tough, I mean, it's tough for me. It's not as tough for Mike. Because there's tough. a lot of hills, a lot of really tough hills, and you just get worn out, and you just you're tired, and your body aches, and you you know you got to keep going because you got to finish the day. But then, and that's supposed to be like that. You're supposed to get an idea of what mm-hmm. it's like to live with HIV/AIDS. And I think the the biggest part of it is you know, like Jim, I just kind of signed up the year after he did it because he signed up again, and I was like, well, I could do this. And I had a couple beers at the center after a couple after the uh, <laughs> quotes around the closing couple, party. They're free. and they got me, um, and they signed me up that day. And uh, I, you know, 
there's what Jim talked about, the struggle of it. Um, gives you a little taste of what it's like living with HIV. Like and, I'm sure it's a very little taste. Yeah, a little, little taste. Yeah. Um, it's I a mean, taste that you can go away and go back to your house and be like, I don't have well, HIV. Well, yeah, because you can also right. say, you know, but give the thumbs so much, down to the van and they pick you up and take you to the next one. But the ride itself, I would say, was transformative. How it, so? It was... You're surrounded by love. For you're surrounded years. by... It was the first time in my life, honestly, that I can say that I was with a group of people that were all working towards a noble goal that's nice and all together and you know we're and all everyone doing this. does everyone plays an important role very so important people who make sure you're in the right band people who make sure you have your fluids make people make sure you have and they i mean take you right up in the bike not, into not the oasis fluids. and they take your bottles away Huh? What did you say? <laughs> Gatorade and water. She was specifying the fluids because oh, my yes, mind, I was like, like yeah, oh. so jizz? <laughs> yeah. Just a can of jizz. You know, that's every golf on you as you ride. It's very motivating. No, I mean, that would make me want to do the ride even more. Me too. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think there would be a lot more participants. Well, up. I know the, the times that I have marched in the gay pride parade with Corinne and Grant and everyone, uh, it is the happiest day of the entire year for me right. just because of the love. And it's the most loving day I've ever experienced right. in my life. So imagine that three days times like, I don't know, a hundred or a that thousand. sounds wonderful. Because it, was, it really is a transformative experience to the point where, you know, you're with this group of 200 odd, 300 odd people that are changing the fucking world. Yeah. Like, you know, everything from part of, I think my being favorite, part of the solution. Yeah, well, you're actually it. getting off of your ass, literally, and doing something to help the problem, not right. just go, oh, that sucks. And, right. And, and that feels good. And that's why I wanted to talk to you guys, you know, today, because I think Christine and I talk a lot about, like, getting up and doing something, because we live in an age where we, like, think retweeting uh, somebody's tweet or like updating a Facebook status is actually promoting active change in the world. And it's not. Maybe if you're a celebrity retweeting something yes. can uh, gain uh, awareness for a certain cause. But really, like there's you have to get up and, and do things. Also, <laughs> I would like to point out too, just in the same like uh, spirit, the ALS ice bucket challenge like that got criticized by some people and myself included. I was like, what is that going to do? But then they raised, though. they raised more money for ALS mm. research than they ever have in the history of like doing yeah, research. But there for was them. A, they it was incredibly it was, There was successful. a breakthrough yeah. in it because yeah. of that. Right. And so, so, and the awareness too, because oh, of yeah. the money, because money can help. So like money if you are, so if much. you are wealthy and you don't want to get up off your ass, you don't have to, you can just, you can definitely don't. You can just put in your credit card number and that's great too. That's good too. But a lot of young people are not, in a place where they can really help out financially. So yeah. I think it's great, you know, start out actively and then you can get old and rich and lazy and just give your money to I mean, other young people. There, yeah, there's there's a piece of that. But I think also young people, there's, you know, momentum. And, yeah. And a lot of young people donating two, three, four, five dollars. Oh, each yeah. Makes a huge difference. For sure. Yeah. You know, I think what is it? Well, you, see, like $50 you see people buys. on the side of the road as you're riding and they watch you, yeah. you know, and, and, you, and you raise awareness. That's why our team is called the Flying Goats. <laughs> and yeah, and part of the you know, people are like, what is a flying goat? And then that's Sounds the wonderful. opening to say, well, I you know, do this ride from Boston to New York. We're raising awareness about HIV AIDS. Oh shit. You go so, from Boston to New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, Rhode Island God. is very hilly, everyone. We, everyone. Rhode Island shit. has a lot of big hills. Don't think it's flat. It's very hilly. It's fucking hilly. And <laughs> Connecticut's even worse. Warning. Don't That's think you can ride through Incredible. Yeah. Can you remind yeah. everybody the name of this organization? It's, so it's for it, housing or housing the, works. The ride is called the Breaking AIDS Ride. The Breaking AIDS Ride. Breaking and AIDS it's ride. breaking spelled like a bike break. Right. So B R A K I N G. AIDS. 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 We all know that one. <laughs> and then uh, ride. And it supports it supports housing works and their mission statement. I'm probably gonna fuck it up and Mika's gonna call me. But it's a it's it's a healing community of people living with and affected by HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. attempting to good. enact change. And a great second. And that's store. through destigmatization. And that's part yeah, I and got I mean, that's that a Margaret Cho poster at uh, uh Housing Works. I've got a know, lot of this shit at Housing Works, and you know actually. The, and you they know provide the, they provide life saving uh uh, medical help, medical care, housing, housing, job training. Job training. Everybody that work everybody raising that awareness works in the thrift stores has been through the job training program. Yeah. So housing, housing works. works. If you don't know, if you don't live in New York City, it is a amazing thrift thrift store, a secondhand store. Yeah. They have the most beautiful pieces, and a lot of New Yorkers who have beautiful furniture or paintings, or even if they're pricey, will donate them They'll to donate Housing them. Works, and they'll sell them for like a pretty fair price, yeah. and uh, and all that money goes towards research uh no so housing works doesn't do any research okay specifically they they advocate for research funds from okay. the department of health but and they also ad- so they advocate on the local uh state national and international level um they work with you know um Cuomo, our illustrious governor, um, he, uh, you know, recently he announced his, uh, you know, end AIDS by 2020 initiative. Mm -hmm. Basically, a group of HIV AIDS organizations wrote that for him. All he had to do was pretty much sign it and say, this is what we're doing. Well, a lot of times, like with politicians, like you just, you have to organize and do your research. Yeah, they don't want to do the work. And give them the thing, (laughs) give them the platform of what to say. And they'll, you know. Well, plus you have to keep after them because they can say, you know, a politician, yeah, will say, oh yeah, well, we we have that money earmarked. And and then all of a sudden the money's gone. And so Housing Works literally will bus people to Albany. That's and amazing. We'll sit outside the governor's mansion, outside of the the Capitol building. Well, and Charles like, has been arrested. Hassle people. They protest. They've protested outside of the UN. They're now on the UN AIDS Council. Charles has a That's seat on amazing. the UN AIDS Council. They work in Haiti, which has the highest rate of HIV infection in the Western world. Um, Damn. And you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but. Housing Works works in the communities that are most impacted by this virus. That's amazing. And it's and I think that's important to distinguish because it is a virus and it's not a condition. Like it's a condition, but it's not like anything that can't be treated. It's not anything that can be, you know, wished away. It's a virus. And we have tools now. And people that who have it aren't bad. They're not you no, know, they're no different from stigmatization. It's like it's not it's not a death sentence like, to have as it. I, I my HIV test. Oh and my god, like I turned my <laughs> HIV <laughs> test away from me so that no one could see it just in case uh, I have HIV. Uh, we'll all learn together. We'll I'm a little nervous. It's a, I mean, and this is part of it, right? Like I remember yeah. the first is time to, is to get people who don't who don't get tested you know, get them the awareness to get tested. And free HIV, what's the website to get a free I, one? I see I Saw it on the subway. We'll, free we'll find it and we'll put it in the yeah. description for the episode. Yeah. Just for the you sake of probably, time, we with, got this off of Amazon. With the though. way the, internet, <laughs> the way the internet yeah. is, you could just type in free 
HIV tests and yeah. something's going to pop up. If Amazon would yeah. like to match any donations, that'd be great. Oh, no. that would be cool, Amazon. <laughs> What's she right? going to do? Now, I think let- Jeff Bezos actually did match a bunch of shit. Oh, nice. But anyway, yeah. So let's, I want to go over some basic HIV questions. Okay, I'll try. I'm no expert. I have to preface this. And I am yeah. I'm not an expert. And if you don't know, we'll say this we don't just, know, and that's fine. This is just fine. basically we'll me doing the ride. I think this is my sixth year doing an AIDS ride. Mm-hmm. It's Jim's seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, this will be my fifth time going from Boston, New York. So, Damn. I mean, I've absorbed a lot just from, you know, and that's, that is another reason that I love the ride because I made amazing friends. Yeah. Edu- and, and you educate yourself. Before, before the ride, I didn't even really know anybody that was HIV positive. Yeah. I didn't. Do some I, people who are HIV positive do the ride as well? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Called the pause pads. Called the pause pads. Now, um, here's a dumb, ignorant question. No. HIV and AIDS. Does one, does H, could HIV lead to AIDS if not treated? Or what is the main distinction with that? Because a lot of the organizations are HIV slash AIDS. Right. So are they not so mutually AIDS, exclusive? What's going on? HIV is the virus that mm-hmm. causes AIDS, AIDS, which is this, and the if illness. left untreated, AIDS essentially destroys your immune system. Right. Or HIV essentially destroys your immune system. Once your immune system is gone, that's when you have AIDS. Okay. It's not like oh, I a see, light I see. switch. It's like a very specific condition. You're more susceptible to, you know, colds. There are, I think, the carcinomas that people used to get. Yeah, um, and they still still do. And that's another reason that I do this ride because there are tools to treat it. And yeah. every time I hear about somebody that, it, that the is... The things that Housing Works does helps people avoid it. Mm-hmm. They give them a place to stay. They give them food. They give them clothes. They give them, you know... They, resources. Resources. And Support. they advocate for them. That's amazing. And and it is possible if you say fall in love with somebody, you have a crush on somebody and you learn that they are HIV positive, it is completely doable and possible and fine to be able to pursue a sexual relationship with that person if you take the proper precautions and you're smart about it. Yes, correct? Sure. Yeah. What are those precautions? So, I mean, there you are responsible for your own health yeah. in the end of the day. Um and, you know, you're responsible for knowing your status and you know, communicating that to it. your partners and disclosing. And we, we, you know, I think that that's an important part of it, but that's one of the reasons why I was terrified to do the HIV test on air because it takes away the power of disclosing right. to others. But, you know, I think that this is more of a statement to the, tell, encourage people to get tested. The awareness but. and the, the act of doing it is more powerful and normalizing it and removing the stigma. Yeah. From it, I think is more powerful than the fear of, you know, that, Losing that disclosure ability. Yeah. But yes, I mean, to answer your question, there are many, you know, I'm aware, I know many people that are in positive slash negative. We all, I, one friend called it magnetic because it's Aww. positive and negative together. Now, positive means you're referring to HIV positive, HIV positive. and negative referring to their HIV status not is negative. They do not have HIV. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, because, well, I didn't know. All right, well, so let's get into it. And like, because I think it's more, it's just, it means more if we know like where you're coming from, I think. So I had a, I had a boyfriend um, that disclosed to me that he was positive after the fact, like after our first date, hookup, whatever you want to call it. So you had had sexual intercourse one time before Mm, he disclosed it to you? Okay. And how, how did that make you feel? You too? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then how so did that make you guys situation feel? happen to both of you guys? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, I had done the ride four years at that point. Oh, jeez. You were already neck deep in like. So I knew. And I knew the risks. And like I said earlier, like 
it's uh it is on you to take care of your own sexual health but it's not did, on them yeah like you but, know and i'm and i'm i'm careful i'm you know aware of my partners and you know there are things that you can do to minimize it um did and, he know and I think being smart the partner that you were that we're referring to did that person know he was positive yes okay did so, you use a condom yes okay so did you get into a fight after like no. how was that conversation like how did that go down no, i mean i i could tell that you know he really liked me and I really liked him. It was one of those situations where there was just kind of an instant connection. Mm-hmm. And we really kind of just both of us felt like it, felt it. Yeah, and, it was powerful. And he, I could tell because it was like he was attempting to explain it. And and I just had to like, I didn't let him drop it at first, actually. Because I was like, look, you know, I know what you're, I, this is a part of my like trying to understand first, but you know, I tend to assume what people are feeling. And so I was like, look, I know what you're going through. It's okay. Like I'm okay. Like I'm not going to freak out and run away from you because yeah. that's one of the problems in the gay community. As soon as it's, they, they do something called a uh, Sarah sorting in the gay community and, and it's on the, all the apps, all the whatever. Um, and it's gotten to the point where HIV positive people will only hook up with other HIV positive people because they fear that rejection. Well, isn't there from, a, a dating site for exclusively positive people? I mean, there's some, there's various, I haven't talked about Yeah. There's various apps for people who have some sort of STD. And you can, you can, you know, check the box and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I have, that's okay. I have this and and then I'm only interested in people with this. And yeah. so, you know, but that doesn't stop other people from, you know, contacting you and it, but it's, and so that's why it's called Sero sorting. And it's actually been, I don't know, they say it's actually fairly effective, but, um, you know, I, it, it's just one way to kind of try to protect yourself, but it's not foolproof. I mean, not everybody knows that they're HIV positive. And well, but statistically, it's a little sad that someone's just going to have, that's you know, the it feels like segregation just to avoid yeah. the rejection well because ever that's the stigma is that yeah. like i if i'm not hiv positive i would never want to date someone who's hiv positive because you can't wrap your head around that possibly working out but the reality is there you that could be a happy loving sexual relationship and it was yeah it was for and did a long you time. did you go on any sort of medication I did not. Okay. And um, but is so there a medication you could go on? Isn't there is. Truvada? It's, it's Truvada. Truvada. Um, commonly known as PrEP. Um, okay. You can take it every day and you are pretty much statistically never going to get HIV if you take it consistently every day. Okay. Um, and that's like one of the tools, I think. That's you know, a preventative tool. A preventative tool. tool. So it's not something you would take if you already have HIV. That's right. totally different. Although it is medication, it, it is a medication that is included in um, a cocktail that for people with HIV, for people with HIV, that eliminates the virus down to suppressed okay. status. What they call and what is uh, the term viral load? What does that mean? Uh, well, okay. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor, but it's it's the amount of cells, like the HIV cells per whatever milliliter of blood. So you can have uh, an untraceable viral load, but still be HIV positive. That yes. was what, what the point I was trying to make. Cause, and uh, if you have an untraceable load, the, I think the viral load, the untraceable load. My load baby. <laughs> I know it you sounds know, really at like... night in the park, we like all have juice. untraceable loads. You know, loads. I, when I heard Dan Savage Absolutely. talk about viral load, I, I actually thought he meant like the amount of HIV that's in your jizz. No. Not that's at all. Not, no. That's not a 
crazy. It's not a crazy assumption. Thing to think, yeah. though. But and then just I want because I want to talk to Jim as well about his experience with this. But for you, what were some precautions you took, like? while having sex with a positive partner um we used condoms for a long time um was he on medication he was okay and by the time you know i was comfortable for going condoms which not everybody knows and some people might chastise me for but um but you can i knew you can and i knew and i saw him take a pill every day yeah and so you know i was confident and i knew and it was I was negative after that. I was negative last time I was tested. So I'm not, I don't think that anybody should be discouraged from dating someone that is HIV positive and, and under medication and on medication because you are taking away that potential for an amazing relationship and, and a lot also, of great experiences. You had mentioned before we started recording, it's a, you should actually, if a person discloses to you that they are HIV positive at the beginning before you have sexual uh, contact, that person's more trustworthy because they're taking care of themselves. They're aware of their status. Yeah. They're taking care of you as well. And they're taking, yeah, they're taking care and they have respect for their partners yeah. by having, they're by having respect for themselves yeah. and knowing their, their status. I mean, I don't know the exact stats, but yeah, there, there are, and that's a problem. There's a large, I mean, the LGBT community is especially susceptible to this yeah. and because of the stigma and associated with it. And that's why testing is so important. That's why we're doing this test right now. But yeah. I think, uh, you know, knowing really is just the start. Yeah. But, you know, once you know, it's your responsibility to, you know, go on treatment. I mean, and, yeah. and it's like, it's almost like herd immunity. Right. And I think also the sooner you know, the sooner you can do something about it. I think a lot of people don't do things out of fear, but it's like if you have HIV, you're going to have HIV, whether you take the test or not. So why don't you right. take the test? Speaking of and then start start doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, is it has it been 20 minutes yet? Because I was like, I yeah, see a now we're at an hour but, for the interview. Oh, yeah. And we started okay. when we were 30 minutes. So we need a just we don't have a drum roll. Take a deep a... breath. <laughs> That HIV is there like a beat for is when you a, t- find out your results? When we could HIV do a rim shot. Are you guys bunch. nervous? Can't I am nervous, but I'm, I'm a little nervous. I could. They could nervous. be Everybody testing me for uh, Lou Gehrig's disease right now. I mean, nervous. I was I wasn't nervous, but I was. You know. You're also looking right at it. I wasn't. I wasn't. I feel like you guys were <laughs> super nervous going into it, and then like it was making me nervous. But initially, I was not nervous. I mean, I was. I. I could have not had sex in the last year and I would still be nervous. Oh, about me too. Yeah. Test. Oh, really? I have oh, yeah. just because it's just a, it's just a situational thing. But I, well, yeah. I also think, I think as a straight woman, I am like a little, or just as a woman in general, it's just like, I don't know. It's just not something we're really taught. Like, I don't know for HIV. Like I'm, I'm HIV nervous. is just for faggots. Well, no, but all, all people using that intravenous word. drugs too. Right. I mean, but the, I, just like, oh, it's Sorry. not Jim. something that. And there is a reason that LGBT mm. people are more susceptible right. to it. Why? What's the reason? So the, I mean, anal sex. Butthole tears, right? It tears. There, there are <laughs> micro tears. So it's all the, butthole boy tears? Does it. I mean, it can also happen in the vagina. Um, but there but are, it's harder but to transmit, it's right? It's harder to transmit because of the just like saliva, the vagina produces lubricant, which acts as a barrier. Right. Um, but you know a lot about vaginas. Quick question well, before I had sex with ten so, women, Jim. Oh God, I have a ten. quick question before. And, uh, I said the one. And, <laughs> I was. Gonna say, I was going to say, are you a gold star gay? But you're I, not. I have one. Saying that one, that one girl. I feel like I'm the only one out of the three of us that's not. How long ago was I had hair? Looked at the HIV test yet? 
one last question before we do, just in case I have it and the mood yeah. drops. There is a community um, for you, and we will support you forever. Yo, thanks. And you can um, still join the ride if you'd like. Imagine how much donations they'll get if Christina has <laughs> HIV. Can you imagine? <laughs> I hope. Does I, it, it, it makes a difference for people? Today, like it really be does. Be aware that you can make donations to, oh and it boy. makes a huge difference. Well, I think guys, you should it, like, donate whether or not Christina know, has I'm HIV. Like, like a hundred dollars pays for that Housing Works van up to Albany. <laughs> well, like, both both Mike I and I one... don't have HIV right now. Yes. We're according to the HIV. Well, I haven't looked at my tests are negative. I got one last jovial question. Yeah, does riding a bike make your balls hurt? It can. Because Jesus, does. that's a long time really on a bike. Does. Where do you put your balls? My first we ride. We have bike friendly, uh, bike fr- uh, ball friendly seats. Oh my God. So guys have special bike seats for their balls? Sometimes. A little bit. I mean, it's not like, you know, when they say it's really ball friendly, they're just kind of ball friendly. It's so are like, you riding on your balls? No. Just, there's a little ridge down the middle of the seat. No. It's, so you wear, this is part of the reason it. why you wear like <laughs> spandex while you're biking. It, it holds them to you. But so. I actually had an issue with this my first ride, and and I did the training. I was prepared. I you, was ready. He has huge balls. I have huge balls. Oh <laughs> Harry, big the old egg. balls. But no, huge. so they uh, it, the the problem was I was like riding my bike to the drop off to get it to ship up to Boston. Yeah, and my foot slipped off the pedal, and my <gasps> coccyx hit the seat. Uh, motherfucker. Really, really badly. And oh. so I get to the ride and I'm like, I'm talking to one of the bike techs and I'm like, okay, so how do I, how can I like relieve pressure off of my coccyx? He's like, well, you could angle it back a little bit, but your dick might go, go numb. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, if you angle it back, you won't be sitting on your sit bones. So you're sitting on your dick. You're Tank. sitting on your perineum. It, the taint, which is mean? like oh. the, it supplies blood to pretty much everything. We get confused your... when you use real words. Just say taint. over my head. A little bit ago. All right, Isn't can I find out if I have HIV real quick? Yes, of course. And then I can continue my story. I don't. Yay! Did no, you don't. really so, I mean, think that you're yeah, gonna have it? This is I mean, why I have anxiety. I'm a person with anxiety. Are you a hypochondriac? So, no, but like this is why I don't like like here's my the thing, fear like, of airplanes. That's why you don't sleep because it's like oh my god I have this oh my god I'm well, gonna, and then nothing but, happens. Well, my fear of airplanes is my brain going you're about to crash you're about yeah. to crash you're about everyone's it's about the, to die. It's well, the that's more realistic. But... <laughs> hey, I mean not really not well, in New York oh, City. Oh, only because she's been in a relationship for five and a half years. It just it just seems not. I've only welcomed two sexual partners in, and they were both female. They were and females, ma- female yeah. to female okay. transmission of HIV. I looked it's it up before you guys came over. Rare. Is uh, rare. Yeah. It's like non-existent. Yeah. That's why the lesbians took care of the gays in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s because lesbians, we love you. We like lost an entire generation of gay men. How many men died? Gay men died to the AIDS crisis. Do you know? I don't. Oh, it was know a lot. Exactly, but I think there are what like thirty million people in the world living with HIV or Isn't something like that. They always say that there's, and then every year there's just as many new cases as the year before. Yeah. And it's not that's going down. That's part of why we ride. That's part of why we're still riding. Yeah. It's so Spread interesting. Awareness. Because, I mean, I feel like when we were kids, like, if you got HIV, like, that was kind of, like, considered, that like, that's oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw, everyone knows, we saw Magic Johnson, kind of, we yeah. knew he had HIV, and then he was just kind of chilling Cruising. with it. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, maybe if you have enough money, then you can live. Right. But now, uh, medical advancements have been made well, enough I mean, that yeah. you can live with we it. Have, we have friends and this is part of the reason why I keep doing it year after year. We have friends that literally tell stories of them being on their deathbed. And suddenly mm. the cocktail came out and it was like magic. 
Wow. Yeah. And the cocktail being a, the, medicine. Oh, the medication. Uh, Just the for medication. people who don't know. They had a Bloody Mary who don't know. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The medication. Right. This is when you put the bacon in the Bloody Mary. And the garlic. <laughs> the bacon and the garlic. And the olive. And everything. Now we have to wrap, but uh, before we do that, where can have- people donate? Two more tests. Mike didn't look at his. Well, oh, no, we both. You were both. Oh no, we, mine. I was looking right at I mine. I must have fell asleep. I my turned mine away, and it, that I pneumonia not got have it. Uh, yeah, my yeah, test was yeah, working. Well, according to this test, I guess it could show up later. Oh, no. in my God life, damn it. <laughs> no. Oh. Is this like a definitive? Is this like? It's not. I don't think. Is it like the, the EP? Home, the take home test is not one hundred percent definitive, oh, and they recommend that even if you do receive a positive result to. See your doctor. Contact your doctor. Like, don't freak out. You know. Um, well, don't freak out anyway. I mean, just yeah. Right. There are there. Are, I think as we learned this episode, there are a lot of things that you can do. But it's uh, definitely not a death. And subject. just so you yeah. guys know, on the package of this test, particular test. So if you find these online, you want to get them. It's called AuraQuick Rapid Antibody Test Advance, and then it says HIV hyphen one dash two so I, i'm assuming hiv one and hiv two yeah is what you just for. i just searched for uh take home hiv test and okay. on amazon okay and they <laughs> you can buy them you can get them for free yeah, they're around guys they're, they're free hivtest.com i think has you them. probably go you can to go to center. you can go to the center you can go to any clinic has them available um for free uh i know housing works I wonder if I bet Planned Parenthood probably has Planned Parenthood definitely has that. It's one of those evil things that Planned Parenthood does. Oh, (laughs) they get let people know their status. Well, yeah, absolutely. Murderers. I think like to go in and get them is great. Like if you live in a a more metropolitan area, but for for our listeners, like in the middle, you know, listening in a barn, just get it sent to you. Yeah. And I mean, it comes in a completely like an Amazon box. It's like people think you're. Oh, it was like a plain manila envelope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. People think you're getting a DVD. So oh, yeah. It was like, right on top of someone's blue apron box outside. <laughs> yeah. So it was completely discreet. No one's going to know. They're going to think right. you got like a little present from uh, your friends. Yeah. And and it, it's very important just to remember, no matter what, there is a community out there that can support you and get you through whatever happens. Yeah. And, and don't despair. Don't like, you know, it's so much. There is a support group. There's a there's a support. It's this, not a death sentence. Like The ride itself has shown me so much love. Yeah. And I've the day after the ride, so for example, friends. the day after the ride, the Monday after the ride, all I do is cry and accept new friends on Facebook. Yeah, Aww. you end up with like fifty new friends. My my bosses, my my bosses, or my sponsors, just give me the day off. Yeah, it's automatic. Oh, like Jim needs to cry and accept hey, his friend well, requests. If you're not doing it, you can do it for the friends. Yeah, I, I think I posted it on Instagram. I just like I work from home the next day, and I had like a box of tissues, a glass of water, because right. you know you get dehydrated. Yeah, so much yeah. That, that it just like from all my the computer. crying and biking. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're still yeah. <laughs> so uh, how so? Where can we guys find your pages to donate how can we help you go to breaking aids ride just type in breaking aids ride and breaking is with a, a bike break b-r-a-k-i-n-g aids ride 2016 you'll see participants and you can donate there and you can donate you can look up just type in our names jim Koo or mike frog is it mike froggett or michael froggett mike froggett mike i also froggett. have the, i also have the link in my instagram and we'll have the link bio, in the description yeah. of this po- of this week's podcast yeah. too we'll have well. links available and it's jim Koo. the last name is k-u uh mike froggett the last name is f-r-o-g-g-a-t-t my mom is gonna kill me okay well no, it's all good We're, she is not she's a sweetheart this was, she can't kill this you then she'll go to jail <laughs> did you guys have fun i, I did. did good 
There was there was the moments of anxiety, moments of joy, moments of sincerity. Coffee. It was great. We can write like a play about this. Yeah, it's a lot of information given, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much. Wonderful. This has been guys. We fucked the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. Fear into anger. Fear into anger. You don't have to worry. Hope you know I'll. Anywhere curated to bring you all the good shit in one place. CISO is only $3.99 a month and it's ad free. Start your one month trial now by going to SEESO.com. It includes original series, quotable classics, never before seen CISO original series, uh, stand up comedy specials, comedy shows like 30 Rock. So go to CISO.com and lighten up your life.